When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin, Texas, what's really good? Happy Thursday, everybody, July 20th, which means we are 44 days away from Texas football. Opening day against Rice. 49 days away until NFL football, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Detroit Lions. Football's right around the corner. On the best times of the year, people at training camp, it's going down. Welcome to Chad and Zay on the horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. Stream us at hornfm.com, Twitch, YouTube. Wherever you want to hear us, you can hear us. We got it going. Beautiful Thursday, very hot Thursday. Y'all stay cool when you listen to us from 12 to 3. It's going down. No Chad Hastings today. He'll be back next week. I am Zay Collier. Feeling good today. Feeling real good today. Great guest all week long. Bucky Gobble Monday and Tuesday. Cameron Parker yesterday. And today, we got my man, a dude that, I really respect in this industry, in this media game, very respected in the Austin area, brilliant basketball mind, great sports mind, and a huge hip-hop head. You can find him at Kenan Womack on Twitter, Orange Bloods, Rivals, his Draft Punk official website. What doesn't this man do? Keenan Womack's in the building. What's up, dog? Oh, man, nothing much, dude. This is my first time on the weekday show in studio, so uh, we're very excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very excited it's to have you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Dallas native, so what? big Cowboys fan, Mavericks yep. fan. Yeah, yeah. How, how's that? How's that life? Uh, Not great, usually. <laughs> you know, typically <laughs> we had 2011. That was fun. Uh, that's about it. That's about, that's yeah, about all I've that's had. been a hot minute, though. Yeah. No, that's been a been, hot minute. Been a while. Yeah, yeah. That 2011 team, that Mavs team, I people don't talk about it being the greatest of all time. And if you compare it to, like, you know, 96 Bulls or 86 Celtics, 87 Lakers, 2014 Spurs, I don't think they're as good as those teams. But after Dirk, which Dirk was all-world that season, one of the greatest scores of all time, we know that patented fadeaway with the leg out, just, you know, it doesn't get better, one of my favorite power forwards of all time. But Peja, what he did that year. Oh, yeah. Deshaun Stevenson, 
what he brought to the table, which is people, you know, people put Deshaun Stevenson in a bad category before that. Like, he was a troubled player, kind of out the league. And Mark Cuban in that front office, they took a chance on him, Rick Carlisle, and he got big minutes for that team. Jet Terry was huge. Jose Juan Berea, I don't think he missed a shot all playoffs, it seemed like. You know, they, Tyson Chandler, it seemed like he contested and blocked everything. I love that team. That team is very underrated. I think it's a good indication that you're a Spurs guy and you're still, like, talking about how— I'm not a Spurs guy. I'm really not. I respect respect all great teams. Okay. Okay, fair enough. But you're a Central Texas guy and you're still giving love to the Mavs, so— Oh, they deserved it. They deserved it that year for sure. They've made some questionable decisions. I mean, they're arguably the worst drafting team outside of 2018 when they got (laughs) Luka and Brunson— uh, they've done a pretty bad job drafting over the last 20 years, but I think things are starting to change. I think this year was a pretty good haul for them. I really like the Olivier Maxence Prosper pickup. I think that's going to pay off for them. He's kind of Dorian Finney-Smith-esque, I guess. They really needed somebody to come in and you know fill that perimeter defender role, and he can do that. The shooting percentages kind of scare me, but we'll see. Maybe he can improve them. Yeah, I, I, you know, the NBA game is so spread out, and, you know, I tell people all the time because you, you get a little, you know, nervous about somebody shooting percentage in college, but you know how tight the college game is. Like, you got defensive three seconds, like, the defense is different. It's just not spaced out. And then guys will get to the league, and you'll be like, man, I didn't know he was a three-point shooter. Just because, you know, they have a different role. They're not the man. All eyes aren't on them. They got guys like Luka and guys like Kyrie, which, yeah. you know, I'm definitely going to ask you about Kyrie Irving. But, yeah, man, I I like that pickup, too. When he was playing for Shaka last year at Marquette, I was like, yo, this guy, I don't know his place in the NBA, but he's a pro. Yeah. Like you, you could just tell how athletic he was. Yep. He did a little bit of everything really well. And he like you said, I like the Doran Finley Smith comp. Like he has that length and that athleticism to be a good defender in the association. Yeah, definitely. And that Marquette team was interesting because they also had uh Iso Igadara, that center who's um kind of like a poor man's bam out of bio, just like a like a distributor at the center spot, just like a big uh you know, big. I think he's probably like six ten, six nine. My Marquette friends are gonna kill me when they hear this, and they're like, "How do you? How did you not know his height?" Yeah, <laughs> man, you cover. I don't know. I've, I've you watched. Don't, yeah, you don't I cover, cover Texas. I'm covering Marquette. <laughs> I do like Shaka, but um, yeah, no. I mean that that team was fun to watch. There's a reason they were highly seeded, and then uh, they didn't. Where, when did they lose in the tournament? Second, second round? round. That's what I thought. Yeah, second round Shaka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I mean, not at, not at UT. I guess he I'm was saying. first round Shaka at UT. That's but, what I'm yeah. saying. You say no you tournament. like you say you like Shaka, and that game. I like him know, as a guy. Yeah, that see that that's different. As a guy, he is cool. Seems like a very good dude. To exactly, me. and you just know, didn't work here. He didn't recruit guys that fit a system. Right, and he, but he didn't really play his system when he was coming from VCU. Yeah. It was up tempo. We're havoc. getting after you, havoc, ninety four feet. Yeah, and then when he got to the forty acres, like it, that changed. Yeah, and I get it. Like you're recruiting a different player here at Texas, but yeah, he could just never put it together. And you know, I you see what Coach Terry and even Chris Beard before he left, you're seeing Who? what. <laughs> Yeah, that that guy at Ole Miss. That guy at Ole Miss. Yeah, that guy at Ole Miss. I don't know his name. I can't remember it. You see what they have done by bringing in alums. Definitely. And 
old, you know, guys that are now in the association doing very well, like KD. Oh, yeah. You just saw DJ Augustine in the building, which DJ Augustine was on on B and E this morning. Oh, nice. That interview. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's big cool. time. I saw that picture with him and Ty uh, E Hogan, Ty Henderson, and DJ. Very cool. And Ty Henderson will be on the show tomorrow. I'll definitely talk about that. But bringing those guys back. That's so important, and I'm not saying Shaka didn't do that, but I feel like I didn't see it as much as I do now. And I, you know, you got to understand the University of Texas. Like, it's not just coaching. Like, oh, yeah. you, you, you know, Charlie Strong, he had a huge problem with that where he just wanted to focus on coaching. No, man, yeah. you better be very personable, very personable. Yeah. Mac Brown had two phones. Like, like, Mac Phone was on his trap stuff. You know, we big hip-hop guys. He's Kevin Gates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mac Brown was on his Gucci stuff. He had his, <laughs> he had his phone for the crib, you know, the personal calls, oh, and yeah. he had his phone for the boosters because <laughs> he knew, you know, all those guys would be hitting them up just trying to talk game, and Mac Brown understood that. And I don't know if Shaka Smart did. I think Coach Terry does, and that's huge when you try to coach here at the University of Texas. Yeah, I mean, having a life that requires two cell phones means you're probably balling in some way. Right. That's a good point. You might be breaking the law, but you're probably still appalling as well. It is possible to do both at the same time. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, if you have (laughs) – you you need a business phone sometimes. I mean, I don't because I text about four people (laughs) weekly. It was like my fiancé and like my family and like three other people generally. Um, uh, Yeah, man, I mean like – Mac was so good because he was he played the CEO role, man. You know, he he recruited really well and he just hired really good OCs, DCs, I mean, Dwayne yeah. Aquina and uh I mean some of the guys he had are, are still around and, and coaching. I mean, hell, he's still around and coaching, which is Ain't so that wild. Nuts, That's man. so wild, dude. Yo, and he he's got new life too. Yeah. Like heard him on Craig Way, Light the Tower last week. Like yeah. Mac. Mac still loves this stuff, man. He was at the coaches' clinic giving guys game. Like, when you go back to coaches' clinics in Texas, by the way, and he still has mad love for Texas even though he's in Chapel Hill. Sure. But, you know, when you get to that age and you've won on the highest level and you go back to a school that, even though they have good resources at North Carolina – they're paying attention to basketball, sure. not football. Yeah. And it wasn't like that here. So he's adjusting again, plus the transfer portal, plus NIL, and he's embracing all of it. And that's what, you know, some of these guys struggle with. Uh, you know, um, if you're going to keep coaching, if you, you know, started off, hell, in the 80s coaching as an assistant and stuff, like fresh out of college and you're still coaching now – you've probably done a good job adapting because the kids change, the players change, the parents change, you know, again, recruiting and IL, all that stuff has changed and some for the better, some for the worse, depends on how you look at it. We'll definitely talk about that uh, later on. I got good Lane Kiffin audio. Shout out to Onrod Richardson for getting that at SEC Media Day. Is there any Lane Kiffin audio that isn't good? Let's be real. (laughs) Right? Right, like it's he's the a best character. audio. He's such a character. Yeah, yeah, but he has his own thoughts on the NIL, and yeah, that, that's just so important when you bring a coach in. They definitely have to understand where they're working, 
the university that they're at and, you know, the market that they're in and the people that they have to talk to and kissing babies and stuff. Like you got to oh, yeah. understand all those politics, things. politics, man. Exactly. And, and then you have to adapt with how the game's played right now. And Mac Brown has done a really good job with that. Hell, he might have, depending on the season Caleb Williams has, he might have the number one pick in this year's draft yep. and Drake may at QB. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's big time. North Carolina, they have a lot of hope this season. Yeah, but if things go right, I think there's a quarterback in Austin that might go number one. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> I I would love that. Hey, trust me, because if he goes number one, that means Texas is playing in the college football playoff. Definitely. Yeah. That no. that that's what like if if Quinn Ewers goes number one this upcoming year in the twenty twenty four draft, that means that he put up some crazy numbers oh, and yeah. Beat some really good teams to where these scouts say, "Oh, he's beating the Georgias of the world." They oh, beat yeah. Alabama. They're going up against Ohio State, the Michigans, the USC's, and they're beating these teams and putting themselves in, you know, a situation to win a national championship. Then that makes sense. But right now, I'm still on the fence. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I'm being hyperbolic. I mean, like Caleb Williams is is the guy like he's the guy I, I watched him I watched uh, I was at that miserable uh was it 2021 where Ugh. they were uh, yeah I was at that game <laughs> oh I've never been my fiance who's the coolest person ever shouts out Caroline but like we got in a fight because we were both just so sad and sunburned and tired <laughs> and hungry, and we were just sad we lost. <laughs> yeah, that loss. Sad, that, sad Texas lost. It was tough, man. <laughs> that was a tough loss, especially like the Marvin Mims catch. Oof. That took the heart out of everyone. <laughs> when he caught that ball, like which is, you know, it's hard to mm. admit, it's hard to praise anything sooner related. When he caught that Fantastic ball, Keenan. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And, again, when you knock out the starting QB1, when you knock him out the game and they replace him, oh, you think you made. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, we, we it's good. It's over, dude. It's over. <laughs> like, let's get ready for the after party. What am I getting once I leave the Warm combo? Up the bus. Exactly. What, am, am I getting fried Oreos? Like, am I going <laughs> with the Fletcher's corn dog? Like, you're thinking, you're thinking about getting turned. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, that dude who won the Heisman last year didn't think that he was, uh, you know, coming in as a freshman. He showed why he's at the position that he is now, and that's going to be the future number one pick in the 2024 draft. And he might be able to, since Archie Griffin went two Heismans, which is absolutely nuts. I know it's hard to do. Bryce Young had this chance to do it last year, and it didn't happen. But how can you go against Lincoln Riley? And what he does yeah. with quarterbacks. And it's their last year in the Pac-12, which they might get some Texas treatment in the Pac-12 where the oh, officials yeah. might get hosed. Everybody's going to want to, you know, give them their best shot. And yep. you can't sleep on Oregon. You can't sleep on Washington. Y'all saw Utah. Washington. Utah, exactly. Utah was they, good last that's year, That's their man. trip tonight. Did they have did – they, did they bring back Rising? Is he back at Utah I this year? I think he is. That guy's a baller. That guy's really good. Wasn't he on the Texas roster at one point? Oh. Cameron Rising? Pretty sure he was. I don't know. I think for like a year. Okay. Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'll that's Google it in the segment. There's so many people driving around like, you idiot. You don't. 
I don't give a damn. I already have so many people in my DMs. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got, yeah, you got to just cherish the haters <laughs> on this. So that's one of the greatest parts about radio. You know, when when you get haters, that's how you know, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but that's how you know, because, like, again, it's a hater. But that's how you know you you made it in a way. Where you yeah. grind somebody's gears where they have to snap on you on the Specs text line, which hit us up, <laughs> 512-337-3776, and they snap at you. Like, somebody said something crazy to me yesterday about, like, I don't have the cojones to say something about Deion Sanders and this and that. And, hey, man, like, Jay-Z, you just got to dust your shoulders off, dog. Keep it rolling. Oh, know? yeah. That's no, just- it's funny to be. I mean, I, <laughs> I've had people, like, trash talk me on Twitter in so many strange ways for so many strange reasons. I, I disagreed with a guy about Wimbenyama or something, and he just, like, lit me up like just, well, were you uh, pro like personal no i was like yeah I, I can't remember even if it was pro or anti i think i said something that wasn't like ripping on him. i was like yeah he had a rough game but you know and he just went off on me like per- super personal in my dms <laughs> i was like man like you should see a therapist dude like this is not healthy for you yeah this is bad man yeah. you're right keenan cam rising did move from Texas to Utah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm right about something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my fiance and her family. Yeah, that I was told three years you ago. I was right about something. <laughs> that was three years ago when he left the squad. So yeah, good job yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, like I just you just gotta brush them haters off, man. And <laughs> as far as Victor Wimbenyama goes, he, I, the Spurs did the right thing of. First two games, you dropped 36, you had all those blocks, like, okay, you're good. Now it's time for you to adjust to America, yet alone San Antonio. That's already an adjustment in itself. If we move right now from the ATX to San Antonio, that's a huge adjustment. Talk about somebody coming from France to San Antonio. Like, that's – I get him going, you know – blacking out his phone and we won't see him much. He'll just be in the gym and trying to get used to, you know, San Antonio living. Like, I completely get that. I think the Spurs are doing the right thing. He has a very good, you know, people to look uh, for him, people that can look after him, like already having – Dinner with Sean Elliott and sure, Tim Duncan yeah. and Ginobili. You know, he, him and Tony Parker are close, obviously, being from the same country. David uh, Robinson, he's there with him. So I think he's in the perfect situation, and he's the perfect Spurs guy. You're not going to have to oh, worry yeah. about him, you know, going to Vegas during the season or at the strip club or something. Like, he's <laughs> going to be low-key, and it's just going to be about ball for him, and that's what the Spurs need right now. Yeah, the thing that people don't realize about Wembenyama is he's a dog, man. Like, he is a dog. He's super competitive. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a good kid, obviously. That doesn't mean you're a bad guy. But on the court, he is a killer. Like, he, he's super uh, aggressive the way he plays. And I was at Summer League, and we can talk about this a little more later, but I was at Summer League, and I watched Wembenyama's second game where he, like, went nuts. Got some pretty cool videos of that, like, in person. And yeah. You know, it was just so obvious, like, oh, this guy's like, can't miss. This guy's going to be, like, really good, you know. And uh, I, I'm not, like, a hater of any team. I mean, I root for the Mavericks, but I don't, like, hate the Spurs or anything. And, uh, wow, I that's deep. I, t- I can't. I know, uh, that's, that's, you must. I can't hate the Spurs. That's how Spurs, I know you really dude. love like, hoops. They're too, respect- I- they're too respectable, yep. dude. That's a respectable program. Popovich. Is a fantastic guy, you know, fantastic coach, fantastic guy. So, um, yeah, and you know, I, I, I just respect the way that they have played and how they built their team. And 
Pretty amazing stuff that they were able to beat that Heat team in 2014, right? Oh yeah, and they had and they drafted Kawhi. Like they just do it right. They just draft really well. <laughs> that 2014 team was absolutely ridiculous. It was so nasty. Some of those, just the the one handed passes, you know, like yeah. Well, you can when you could run your offense through Boris freaking Diaz. I know. Like what? <laughs> Like, he would work out. They would run the offense through him and cut off him, and he would drop all these Bill Walton-like dimes. Oh, yeah. and, and then, like, you, sometimes, you know, he was so hefty and so skilled, like, you couldn't guard him one-on-one. Because when he came into the league from France, he was like a point forward. Oh, they yeah. Were, he thought he was going to play point guard, and they are like, nah, man. <laughs> you're, you're playing you're the You're yeah, playing with Steve Nash right now. Like, <laughs> we got a point guard. We yeah. have somebody who can handle the ball. You need to relax. But we're definitely going <laughs> to find ways for you to thrive. And D'Antoni and those guys did that. He ended up having a great career. Patty Mills, young in the game. I don't think he missed shots. You mentioned Kawhi. It was his coming out party. Finals MVP. It was a fun series. Still had the big three. And those guys still produced like they should, man. Yeah, that that team was incredible. But I like what you said about Wimbenyama being a dog. Because there's always this stigma, bro, of European guys being soft. Come into the league. It's it's one of the most annoying things in the world, which after guys like Ginobili and Pau Gasol, hell, even going back to you know, Sabonis coming to uh, from Lithuania. Arvidas. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Kukoc and guys like that, Detlef Shrimp and you know, cats like that, like they weren't superstars, but they held their own. And then, you know, yes, there are those Andre Bagnarnis. There's always those guys. Sure, but I mean, there's a million Americans who have also not panned out. You exactly, know? exactly. So when you got, you know, I, you, y'all still lucked out on Luca. He should have been on the Phoenix Suns number one. Oh, yeah, lucked out. I thought you meant, like, they didn't know what they were doing. No, like, no, no, no. I was he like, should, no, they definitely he, know what they were doing. Oh, That's yeah. why they traded up. And, and like, to realize to see the talent Trey Young has and still be like it's still worth it to give up next year's first to get Luca over Trey that is some visionary drafting and then they got Jalen Brunson at 33 that same draft yeah because if you go back 20 years from what was that 2018 draft? oh they're they're literally like three for 40 yeah. in draft picks it's Trey, like insane everybody would have bought in on Trey Young just because which he's an incredible sure, player yeah, he's anyway a great player. but the way he dominated college basketball, averaging a double-double at oh, yeah. his size as a freshman, yeah. the way that we viewed college basketball back in the day, like thinking that it was the second-best league, sure, that's, yeah. that's not <laughs> the case. We didn't realize that yeah. if you put Kentucky in the French League, it would be the worst team. <laughs> yeah. By like a by like a stretch, and uh, that's not a shot at Kentucky either. That's praising the French league. Absolutely, great sports talk already. Having a fun day on this Thursday, July twentieth. Keenan Womack in the building. Find him on Twitter at Keenan Womack or from Orange Bloods and Rivals. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings still out on vacation. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. We're coming out hot when we come back. 
Shad and Zay on the horn. I am Zay Collier. Shad Hastings out of town. Keenan Womack with Orange Bloods, Rivals, Draft Punk Official hanging out with me. And we're coming back to one of Keenan's favorite rappers and a guy that he personally knows, Danny Brown. Man, how do you know Danny Brown? Man, um, I... I've been in music forever and like I you know I've been a musician so I've seen Danny Brown live like five times and then uh, I tweeted something he said about the Pistons and he followed me DM'd him we started talking he wants to call into the show <laughs> he's in Australia right now but uh, he wants to podcast with us so uh, we will see if that happens um, should happen maybe we'll see uh, we're looking forward to it if it does, though, because Danny's the man. Yeah, Ken, I have something cooking up. Y'all know what's going on here at the Horn. Shout out to everybody that's, you know, shown us love throughout this whole process. Again, I know it's very difficult, but, hey, man, we're going to rock and roll till my key card don't work like Jamal Adams, baby. That's just <laughs> what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, again, everybody hit me up from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just showing love and their appreciation for everybody here including myself it's love and i appreciate y'all and again man just we're gonna ride it out on a very high note but yeah keenan danny brown i remember when i first noticed him the hair that's when i noticed first like the hair was crazy he had that like spiked up on one side and and then the voice y'all just heard like I was like, yo, who is this? He kind of gave me, even though they're both completely like different rappers, but you know, in the in this way they're similar, like a Buster Rhymes vibe. Okay. Just like of being crazy. Yeah. I don't give a damn like what you think of me. My voice might be different, but I could flat out spit. Yeah. And, you know, him being from Detroit, like Detroit's now starting to get a lot of love, you know, like Eminem, obviously, Slum Village, you know, those are more. Sada Baby. Yeah, yeah, old school, D12. BFB to Pac-Man. Yeah, see, now, see, those are newer guys, like BFB to Pac-Man, yeah, Babyface like Ray Baby and stuff face, like yep. that. Yep, yep. And so Detroit, they have their own swagger and they're on the come up. But Danny Brown, yeah, that's cool that y'all have that relationship, man. That, that's really dope. Yeah, man, he's a super down-to-earth cool guy. He has a podcast uh, on some on the comedy network uh, YMH, so he yeah. has like a podcast. He's he has comedians on mostly, but oh, he's um, hilarious. He's he's funnier than most comedians. Yeah, like, yeah straight his, up, he is. His vice show, he's so good. His vice show was fire. Oh yeah, like I know Vice has had their you know ups and downs, which that's why they got rid of Bronson and him, which are big bad mistakes but that's the game but yeah man danny brown he's an absolute character very funny and a very good rapper and a very good businessman uh you know obviously so yeah yeah very cool now again to some football talk desmond redder now quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, Keenan. I don't know if you know why well, I'm a Falcons fan. Oh, because, I didn't know you were a Falcons well, fan. I, no, that's I, it cool, just though. happened this year. I was one night uh, when I put a lot of money on them to win a certain game. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, I might have. That Super Bowl. I might have cried. We're not going to so- talk about that. Mm, but yeah, that's that's devastating. That I'm was... not. I'm not going to cry. I'm not. I'm not going to let you cry on the show, man. And we're not going to go back to that. If you we put don't money need to on talk that about game, it. it's okay. I went to a therapist about yeah, it for yeah. seven years. They so. made a movie off that too with them old ass women. 
Jay, uh, uh, Jay Fonda and stuff like that. I think that movie was made to tease me in particular. Like, I think they were like, you know what would be so funny is if we made a terrible movie just to rub it in to Keenan's face. That'd be so funny. Yeah, that's absolutely brutal. But I say then our now quarterback, Desmond Ritter, because I'm a huge Taylor Heineke fan. Mm. Which is another reason why I'm a Falcons fan. It's obviously for B. John Robinson, but Taylor Heineke, you, you heard me on these airwaves. I've always shown Taylor Heineke love because I just like the grind. Like he took Tom Brady to the you know, to the end in twenty twenty one with Washington, mm-hmm. you know, in the playoffs. He came from He balled out, yeah. Yeah, he came from the XFL. Like he got it from the mud and I appreciate yeah. that. And everywhere he's been in the NFL, he's had a little bit of success. Now I know he's a little bit of a gunslinger and he's gonna turn that rock over. Remember, he came from the XFL like this guy he ain't no Trevor Lawrence you know Kyler Murray he didn't have that type of you know upbringing with his Not high school degree and yeah guys. yeah and college career exactly so yeah Tana Haneke's my dude but Desmond Ritter said this about Bijan Robinson his explosiveness you obviously see it in his film from Texas his ability to play anywhere and do anything is really huge and we knew this would happen. Like after watching him these last three years at the University of Texas, we knew whatever team drafted him, which we know what's going on with the running back market, you know, right now and just the value that they have. But Bijan, which is going to be making more than anybody this year, thirteen million on his rookie deal, almost as much as I make right now <laughs> off my podcast, Shoot, off, sure. my draft punk, on that, off my draft punk podcast. Off my draft punk podcast makes that, fourteen million a week. So. If you were making that, I know damn well you wouldn't be in this chair right here talking to my black ass. I know that for damn sure. If you were making that, but anyway, yeah, man, Bijan, like I, he's perfect for Atlanta. Oh you know, yeah. I, I don't love him there. I can't wait till he's in a Quavo music video, dude. <laughs> he will be, dude. Or like a two chains video or something. He's gonna be in a bunch know. of hip hop videos. I don't know if that Bijan's vibe though. I mean, he's out there. He's been outside. I've seen him at Laker games. You know, isn't he with uh, Rich hung Paul with, and them? Uh, yeah, he hung but, out with Denzel Washington. Yeah, exactly. So he's been outside. You know, and we know how personable he is. We know how marketable he is. Like. I, you you might be right. It, it's hard for me to see because I don't know. I, I I shouldn't associate Quavo with anything bad, but you know the takeoff thing. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you know. So I I'd rather not have him hanging out with Quavo right now. That's, that's just totally a, fair. You that's know totally what I'm saying? Fair. I'm trying to think of Atlanta rappers who don't get in trouble. There aren't a lot of Ludacris. Ludacris is a good one. Yeah, yeah he can be in Fast and Furious movies. Ex- see, there we Bang. go. There we go. Yeah, Bijan gonna make his money. Yeah, Bijan's gonna have no trouble figuring out how to monetize his personality and his uh, athletic ability. I I think Bijan is you know I I grew up watching Texas football. Both of my parents met at Kane and Abel's actually. Holy cow! Yeah, R.I.P. Kane and Abel's man. Yo, for that was, real. That was you, you're spot, you're dude. dropping the gym right there, Kane. And yeah, Abel's. dude. Wow. My, yeah, my parents uh, and then. My dad was in a frat. My mom was in a sorority. That's how they met. Uh, and yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, college was fun, but uh, yeah, man, I grew up watching Texas football, and there have been a lot of great running backs that have come through the University of Texas, man. And I was having trouble figuring out where I would rank Bijan because there's like the obvious Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams. 
But then there's like a bunch of really good. There's Cedric Benson. There's Jamal Charles. There's Priest Holmes. There's Deontay Foreman. There's Bijan Robinson. Like there's so many good running backs that have come through the University of Texas. And Denzel Washington, when he was talking to Bijan, I remember was like, he's like, where'd you play? And he goes, uh, Texas man. <laughs> Denzel just goes, still spitting them out. Still spitting them out. <laughs> Exactly. And you that, know, and I think I think uh, this kid they got on campus right now from Florida, Cedric Baxter, I think that dude's going to be in the league in, a, in two or three years. I mean, that guy's a stud. Yeah, said C.J. Baxter, he has a ton of upside coming from Florida. And, you know, this season, Keenan, there's a five-man battle in a way. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking to a lot of, you know, people that you know, are around the team, insiders and whatnot. And a lot of them are thinking Jonathan Brooks has the upper hand on everyone. Jaden Blue's good. Yeah, Jaden Blue, he showed us something in that spring game. Now, yeah. I know, you know, there are some second string guys and third string guys getting a lot of minutes, but Jaden Blue, he showed a lot of upside. And if you heard Steve Sarkeesian as of late, he's praised Jaden Blue and, you know, his progression as a player. So, I'm expecting a lot of guys to, you know, get some reps. Obviously, you can't play everybody. Not everybody could touch the rock. And we know Steve Sarkeesian, he wants to let that ball fly. He wants to throw the ball at the end yeah. of the day. So, you know, it's it's going to be limited in ways. I think from game to game, you have to see what the defense is giving you and yeah. take that. And Steve Sarkeesian, you could argue he's had difficulty doing that too, especially when you've got guys like B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, but that was last year. He has a chance to redeem himself again in 2023, and you got guys like Savion Red, who's going to be itching for playing time. Like, he's a dog. Dude, Savion, that, that wide receiver room is insanely talented. Yeah, yeah. well, Savion Red's now running back. No, I know they converted him to running yeah. back because that wide receiver exactly. room is so exactly. deep. I mean, I think what's going to really separate some of these running backs in, in playing time is pass protection and pass catching because, you know, the way that the, the all the RPO stuff that, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of talking uh, out of turn here because I don't really know what I'm talking about, but from what I've learned from my coworkers who do know a ton about football <laughs> is, uh, you know, obviously the whole point of the Sark offense is throw the ball around. You have... Xavier Worthy, who's going to be first-team unanimous preseason All-Big 12, right? Yeah. Uh, A.D. Mitchell is, like, right there, almost as good. I mean, Isaiah Nayor was really, really good. Jordan Whittington was really, really good. Uh, he didn't get the ball enough last year. I think they're going to get get it to him more. They have Jatavion Sanders at tight end. Uh, and, and, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes in that wide receiver room. This might be whew, one of the best, if not Maybe the best wide receiver room they've had probably in the last 15 years. You might be right. I mean, like 2018, they had Lil Jordan Humphrey, um, Colin Johnson, and uh, Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. And so that was pretty solid, obviously. Duvernay's an awesome special teams kick returner for the Ravens. But. Man, just like from a straight talent, like a blue chip, orangebloods.com, where I work, posted a really good. stat line about blue chip ratios and stuff like that and like amount of blue chip players and so this 2023 texas team has the most blue chip players since the 2009 national title appearance team where they uh lost alabama we don't have to talk about that but yeah let's not talk about that but 
This team is super talented, and Sark has built this already, and it's year three, and they have this much potential already. Obviously, they have to put it together, but, man, there's really no excuse for them to not win the Big 12 this year, I yeah. don't think. I think they have every bit of talent need, needed. I mean, the defense took such a big step forward last year, and, you know, I was kind of frustrated with the narrative that it was all quiet or that it was all Patterson. I think Kwiatkowski took a huge step forward last year, and I think he learned a lot from his first year. And, I mean, the defense improved drastically. Um, I think yours really is seemingly very much taking this offseason super seriously, working really hard. I think this offense can be extremely explosive. Yeah, I completely agree. It's not. I want to say it's a make-or-break year for Steve Sarkeesian, but if you don't get to Jerry World, it will be a disappointing season as you move to the SEC sure, in 2024. Yeah. And a big reason why, Keenan, that – they everybody is so optimistic and so excited is because of the recruiting that Sark and this team has done. And we have another commitment. Yeah, just saw that. Hit the breaking news. Four-star defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson commits to Texas out of Orlando, Florida. So another one's coming in. Big time get from Sark and the crew. He was getting recruited by Bama, Florida, and Ohio State. So he's all right. Big boys. The big boys were in play. I mean, Texas has been killing it in Florida, seemingly, recruiting-wise. Isn't that like the third guy in this cycle they've gotten from Florida? I mean, they got Cedric Baxter last year. They got the running back this year from Gainesville. And then they got this DeAndre Robinson dude. Like, they're they're going into Florida SEC country already and taking these dudes. And that's one of the best parts about joining the SEC. Definitely. I think, Amongst a million reasons, yeah. that's one of them, is you get exposure to the, these kids in Florida, in Louisiana, in Alabama, in Tennessee. You're, yeah. You get exposure to the premier talent in the country every week almost. Yeah, you're poaching guys out of Bama, yep. Nick Saban country. I mean, they got that quarterback from Tuscaloosa. I don't know if he's from Tuscaloosa. but oh, he's, he's from that area, yeah. Yeah, he's uh-huh. from the Alabama KJ area. Lacey. KJ Lacey, yeah, the Bryce Young type. That's what uh, Alex Dunlap, who works at Orange Bloods, does awesome work. Compared him a little bit to Bryce Young, thinks he's got some of the Ooh, similar intangibles. Which, Sark knows Bryce Young very well. Exactly. That's why I think he went after him. He's looking for a guy that's mobile. Even though he's not super tall, he's super quick, he's super accurate, big arm. I mean, the kid uh, looks like a playmaker, and Sark is going to be, you know, I think this year he takes a step forward, and I think he's in that lincoln riley Threshold of guys. Okay, yeah. Keenan. All no, right. I'm saying it. All right, I I'm know, saying it. I know you're an alum. I know you're. Oh, a homer. I'm not. Hey, I'm not uh, a homer. I'm okay. not a homer. I'm not a homer. You listen. You put up with Lincoln. Two not Heisman yet, winners. Not yet. Not yet. Not Which, yet. This is what I'm saying, though. Too. He takes a step in that direction. Not okay. that he's that level yet, obviously. But he is taking a step towards that direction this year. I, I don't. I don't know that. Anybody's going to win the Heisman for for UT, but I think this offense is going to be really, really scary good. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, like three Heisman winners in the last, what, Yeah, no, I mean, okay, he's not, yeah, that was a little blasphemous to to Lincoln Riley, but (laughs) but I think Sark is is building this thing, and I think this is going to be the best... Definitely the best team he's had as a head coach, right? Yes. Gotta be, Roster-wise, Roster-wise, easily, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, the Big 12 is kind of down right now, too. I mean, Oklahoma's going to be better. They're not going to lose 49 to nothing in the Red River uh Red River rivalry. rivalry. Sorry, I don't want to offend so everybody. You are. Yeah, you know, I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody uh, by saying the S H O O T O U T word. Shoot out! I'll say it. Red River shootout. Whoa, dude! Bleep Red that River. out! Bleep that out, dude! <laughs> You're button. offending me. I'm gonna walk out of here. Um, no, nah, I I think uh, they're gonna be better. Obviously, Kansas State's gonna be tough. Uh, TCU lost a lot, but Sonny Dykes is that—he's that guy. I think Dave Aranda is a really good coach. I think Baylor's oh, going to be better, the crap out of me. dude. He—I think he's going to be an NFL guy, to be honest. He's I think like, he's that kind of guy. He's like a mastermind. He's like the quiet guy that, like, if you know him, you know not to muck with him. Yep. But like the quiet guy in the corner that stays on his own, eats lunch by himself, super honest. Yeah. Did you hear what he said about the transfer portal? Absolutely. Yeah, he like trashed himself on it. And I was like, that's what a guy who takes responsibility does. Yeah. Like, yeah he but owns his mistakes, but he's not going to make that mistake again. Yeah, and, but he's got that dog in him. Absolutely. And if you poke him too much, he will bite your hand off. And that's what people don't talk about, that 2019 LSU team that was so dominant. Maybe my favorite non Texas team to watch ever. Justin Just Jefferson, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase Joe Burrow, and yeah. uh, uh, Randy Moss's son. I don't know if he played in the NFL, but he was a tight end. He was really good. Uh, the offensive line, I think all five of them played in the NFL. Um, but that defense was really underrated, man, and Aranda was the DC for that team that year. So, like, I, I think Aranda is, is, a pretty, is a pretty scary guy but i mean the talent this deontre robinson kid from florida they just picked up i mean the talent level is just getting to a point where like you have to produce now mm-hmm. it has to be this year man the most blue chip players they've had since 09 yeah gotta yeah. produce man yeah absolutely no excuses that is keenan womack of orange bloods and rivals check out his uh website draftpunkofficial.com Substack.com. Yes, Absolutely. I am Zay Collier. More sports talk and hip hop talk and fun talk coming back. This is Chad and Zay. Chad Hastings out of town. Sills will be back next week. This is the Horn 1049 1019 AM 1260. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Mr. Clark. Chad and Zay. I pop my for fun. I be smoking on this as I sip and lean like pimping bun. Yeti, talk that rah rah, but they know I ain't the one. Yeti, talk that rah Okay, Keenan. Look at Keenan putting me on some new hip hop. Welcome back, Chad and Zay. I am Zay Collier, Chad Hastings, out of town. This is the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. Keenan Womack in the building. Follow him on Twitter at Keenan Womack. And we're coming back with one of Keenan's favorite rappers. Finding out Keenan likes a lot of Memphis rap. This is Key Glock, Pop My Ish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Not bad. I'm a big Memphis hip hop guy. Although I'm a big Atlanta hip hop guy too. Oh, Real quick, one of the coolest moments of my life was like 2013. It was South by. And I was walking with one of my buddies and I was wearing a free offset shirt. And I hear somebody go, free offset. And I turn around, it was offset. Stop. He was with, it was him, Quavo, Takeoff, and Soldier Boy. Yeah. Interesting. 2013, yeah. And then I saw them live later that night. It was cool. Yo, man, South by. South by brings After, the people together, or it, it used to. Now it, it, now it separates the rich people from the poor people. Right, yeah. <laughs> it lost that luster. Like, it was so big for awesome underground guys, but also guys that kind of want to go back to their roots. Like, I remember Currency talking about South by and saying it's like rap camp. Or it yeah. Used to, it used to be like rap camp because everybody was there performing at different times and they would have different house parties in the oh, area. It was, like, the, it was the best. Like 2012, 2013 yeah. South by was much better than ACL. Like not even close to me. Yeah, I would hear people going to I parties and stuff by, that dude. Wiz, Khalifa's at, and yeah, Action man. Bronson and Big Sean and dude. stuff. And I'm like, damn, man, I missed out. I'm trying to think. I, one time I went to a show, it was, um, it was a few DJs, but it was Danny Brown, Riff Rap, Q, Migos, Young Thug, Pee Wee Longway, uh, and then the next night it was Rick Ross and Yo Gotti. It was for free, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> See, tight. give me that South Bot. It was like, after COVID. Now you have to pay like, you know, two grand to like hear oh, a guy man. talk about cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like, yeah I don't know about See, that. yeah, it got a little commercial. I don't appreciate that. Nah. Let's stick to the OG. Keep it underground. Y'all yeah, saying you man. can make your money, but keep it underground. Bring back the authentic. The free hip hop shows. Were exactly. Live. That's really, yeah, exactly. That's really what I'm That unites people, to. man. That brings people together. That's it what I'm really saying. It really does. Free hip hop shows. Like, in it's good for society. In racism, exactly, type stuff. exactly. That's how that's how you get uh, racist people to not be racist. You just get them to free hip hop shows. They're like, oh no, this is dope. This is fun. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Let's get the Chad's crap bag, shall we? Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Crap bag brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, avconsultations.com, 512-255-8678. Shout out to Tom McKay and that crew. Man, more uniforms are dropping in the NFL, mm. and there's some uniforms that I don't know about, and some are off the chain. The ones that are off the chain, me and Cameron Parker briefly talked about this yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons are bringing back the OG red helmet. I don't think they're bringing back the OG red jersey. I think they're just going to do the red helmet with the black jersey and the white pants, but yeah, man, that's a good look to see B. John Robinson rocking that next year. Year. It's going to be absolutely fire. Again, y'all know me. I'm doing the Dirty Bird right now. I'm about to get my Atlanta Falcons merch. So, yeah, man, I dig the red helmet. And to the not-so-good side, which it would be fire if they weren't swagger-jacking. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts dropped a new alternate jersey, all, all blue top, all blue bottoms, but here's the kick. They aren't going with the white helmet. They're going with this black helmet. And Keenan, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is dope. But then when I went on social media a little bit more and people started comparing the jersey to the Duke Blue Devils, 
I was like, okay, this, I like the colors. I get what they're doing, but you're copying Duke football a little bit too much for my liking. It's hilarious to copy a program that's one had like two winning seasons in like 30 years. But oh, Come on, you see the money that Daniel Jones just got, man. He's representing all the Duke. Jay Cutler played for Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. Um, it happens. Yeah, um, exactly. Here's, here's my description of the new Indianapolis Colts uniforms. Uh, it looks like when a company doesn't have the rights to an NFL team, so they have to use fake uniforms and like a fake team in their advertisement. That's what their jerseys look like to me. Uh, there's no name on the front. It's just a blue jersey. It looks like the Giants blue jerseys, kind of, uh, but way less cool. Uh, I'd give this uh, an F, man. Damn, F? Yeah, dude, awful. I'll- One of the worst uniforms in the NFL, I would say, which which isn't because Ellinger still plays for the Colts, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah, there. So that's unfortunate because the old uniforms were kind of swaggy. I kind of liked the older ones. They were classic. They were clean. These look like high school unis to me. Yeah, those Johnny Unitas uniforms, they could get Pretty a little clean, bit dull. They're, remember- they're boring, but they're like not this. They're not like NCAA football when you make a high school team. See, well, that's a great point. It, it looks like one of those created teams created in NCAA team. football. That's exactly what it looks yeah, like to me. I, yeah. I don't know where they would put the Colts logo. Uh, but the helmet's the best part. The helmets are fine, the but the rest, are crazy. Is, the rest is amateur hour, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tweet this out. Ain't that underscore Zay. Keenan, you know, follow him on Twitter, at Keenan Womack. Yeah, I, I got to see him on the field. You know, there's a big difference than a photo shoot and then you seeing them in action. You know what I'm Walking talking about? Walking to the mall, it's a photo shoot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I get it. Like, they'll probably look better when guys are not scoring touchdowns because they're terrible, I guess. But, um, you know, they'll they'll look fine on the field, I guess, when they're losing 17 nothing in the third quarter. I know who will look dope in that uniform, Anthony Richardson, because he's yeah, a he's, physical specimen. Yeah, he's fun, dude. You know what's funny is I avoid saying physical specimen because it sounds creepy to me. <laughs> Like I, I'm like like if I say that about like a black person, they're like, "What, dude?" I'm like, "Nothing. Never mind. He's really good. He's really good." Is what I'm saying. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, that's hilarious. We are. We just we got to wrap up hour one on that one. Hour two coming up. We got more football talk. Lane Kiffin. Hear what he said about NIL. Tell us how you really feel, Lane. And we'll talk a little bit more Texas football, talk a little basketball, recruiting with Keenan, Texas basketball, recruiting a little FIBA World Cup. Pro Football Focus has another list out. Where we at in society, why today matters. Hey, stay tuned. More Chad and Zay. Keenan Womack in the building. I'm Zay Collier. This is The Horn.